It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday at WAXX, Wax 104.5, can't hardly see the board this morning. There's so much fog out there. So again, if you're out and about getting ready to head to the other farm to do chores here at the shank of the day, or if you're getting off third shift or heading to work this morning someplace, be careful because it is foggy out there. At least uh, that's what I found this morning. Chore time at Wax. Bob and Jill with you. And what was it like for you to be coming up the interstate this morning? It was fog? It was really foggy. Almost had to take the knife out and put it on the front of the truck to cut <laughs> through it. Yeah, so be careful. It's out there. And please leave your lights. And I was out driving yesterday, you know, and I decided to head out in the country about, I don't know, twelve thirty one o'clock when the snow was really falling. And there were so many people out there, people with white trucks and white vehicles with no lights on and white snow coming down. People, turn your lights on, please, and leave them on until this fog burns off today. I don't know how long it's going to take, but it's foggy out there right now. It's warm out there right now. We're well into the uh, 20s. Everybody's pretty much in the 20s to low 30s. We'll get right at about 50 degrees today, and it's not going to freeze overnight, 57 tomorrow. So any moisture, more precipitation we do get will be rain, but uh, that was a, a nice snowfall. Put a little moisture back in the ground, which uh, we can use as we get closer to spring. Lots of stories we're following today. Jill has been uh, working with a not a major story, but it's a story that got our attention up in Price County. What was what was the situation up there? But it's been derailed, so to speak. Well, there was some issues with uh, permits and overweight permits on the roads in Price County. But I talked to the commissioner, and he said everything is solved. The issue, the permits were issued, and milk will be picked up as normal. Yeah, there was some concern about Mullins cheese trucks not being, you know, Mullins plant not being able to haul milk in Price County, but that's been resolved. So the milk is uh, the latest word we have from Joe Brodka, the uh, highway commissioner in Price County. That has been resolved. And uh, also avian influenza, talked about it last week, already discovered in some states, and it has expanded. Yeah, it's in Jefferson County. All right, down in southern Wisconsin. So we'll bring you up to date on that, as well as all the markets, and uh, lots of stuff to talk about this morning here on the program. And uh, again, today we're going to talk about uh, cover crops in Wisconsin. What's going on with cover crops? been a very hot topic and a very uh, important topic the last few years. More research and more use of cover crops around Wisconsin, and uh, again, a weather forecast that's uh, really, really warming up. No reason to be in Hawaii or Florida now. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's take a little closer look at our weather. Brought to you by Marquardt Motors this morning. Don't forget, Marquardt Motors is hiring a metal technician in their high-volume auto body shop. Marquardt offers a competitive salary with a generous benefit package. Apply in person or call at MarquardtMotors.com if you've got the skills for that metal technician in their auto body shop at Marquardt. Well, we've got fog out there this morning, and then it'll burn off partly sunny today. Should get upper 40s to some folks are going to see 50s today. Tonight, dropping off only to about 36. Tomorrow, 57. 
Thursday, 49, 46 on Friday, in the 50s on Saturday and Sunday, as I think it's on Saturday, we get uh, officially into spring. So not bad out there. Mostly 20s now down in southern Wisconsin. They're in the low 30s. But uh, here in Eau Claire right now, we're 25 degrees. And hey, these guys are going to be in Clark County this summer. Farm Tech Fest, part of Farm Technology Days. Sawyer Brown. Uh, let's see, who else is going to be in Madison County? Joe Nichols. Joe Nichols, all three of those. And they'll start. It's not like you got to go someplace after the show's over for two or three hours. They're going to start the show about 5 o'clock. And Farm Tech Days will end about 4, 4.30. So get your tickets, walk across the road. And they're having it across the road. Let's be straight about this. They're having it across the road because can't sell beer, alcohol, on the site of Farm Tech Days. So they're moving it across the road. They'll be able to sell beer. So you can get a good cold beer after Farm Tech Days. Not that you can't find one on the grounds anyway. It's, if you go to the right booth, you can always find beer at Farm Tech Days. But uh, that's coming up. More about that as it gets closer. A minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Here's some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The U.S. is sending a warning to China. Do not provide military or financial aid to Russia amid its ongoing invasion of Ukraine. Mark Mayfield with the story. It isn't clear if China will follow through and give Russia the aid, but it was a point of discussion during an intense seven-hour meeting between U.S. and Chinese officials. One of President Biden's top aides reportedly told his Chinese counterpart of the country's potential implications and consequences if it were to support Russia's invasion efforts. American officials are worried that China may help to prolong the dangerous invasion. I'm Mark Mayfield. Prosecutors are asking a judge to keep the leader of the Proud Boys in jail as he awaits trial. A court filing from Justice Department attorneys says Enrique Tarrio should not be released because he's a danger to the community and poses a flight risk. He was indicted last week on various charges for allegedly organizing the group's efforts during the January 6th Capitol riot. The Brooklyn Nets are in trouble with the NBA over COVID protocols. The team was fined $50,000 on Monday because they let Kyrie Irving into their locker room during Sunday's home game against the Knicks. Teammate Kevin Durant blames New York City Mayor Eric Adams. You know, people didn't understand what was going on, but now it just looks stupid. So hopefully, Eric, you, you got to figure this out. Irving is unvaccinated, and the Barclays Center still requires people that work at the arena to have the vaccine. Lyft is the latest company to unveil a new fuel surcharge as businesses try to deal with skyrocketing gas prices nationwide. Lyft says the temporary charge is to help drivers deal with historically high gas prices. You're listening to NBC News Radio. And lots of other things we're going to do, too. Hitler's Eagle's Nest, Berktus Garden. Google that once and see how spectacular that is. We'll go up the mountain and take his brass elevator right into the Eagle's Nest. And what a spot that is. Not a lot of people go there, but we're going. Plus a lot of other things that uh, can't can't get over to you in uh, that short a time. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, that's August 1st through the 9th. So come on along. Weather, no more snow for a while, although that was a nice snow yesterday, nice moisture. 49 today, partly sunny, only 36 tonight, 57 tomorrow, 
49 Thursday, 46 on Friday, into the 50s on Saturday and Sunday, include the upper 50s on Sunday. So, uh, again, the big story this morning, though, is the fog. Be very careful if you haven't looked outside yet. It is foggy out there. Medford 22, Rice Lake 21, Wausau 26, Marshfield 27, Lacrosse 28, Green Bay's also at 28. Madison, Sun Prairie, 33 this morning. In Milwaukee, it's 35. And right now around the Eau Claire area, we're about 25 degrees. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, let's get to our markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And uh, we've got plenty of light in here, so the fog's not bothering us. But again, if you're getting ready to head out, allow a little extra time for the fog because it's thick, at least around here. So be careful out there. Jill, a cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 132 to 143 with mixed at 112 to 131. Choice fed beef heifers are 131 to 140 with mixed at 90 to 131. Choice fed Holstein steers are 119 to 130 with selects at 65 to 118. Cows are 61 to 69 with a top of 85 and a half. Bulls are 75 to 102. Butcher hogs are 67 to 80. Sows are 66 to 70. Boars are coming in at 27 to 27 and a half. New crop market lambs are 2 to 220, and feeder lambs are 175 to 360. Livestock futures at the Mercantile cattle were higher yesterday. Lead hog carcass contracts were mostly higher. April live cattle, 140.32, up 302. June, 135.70, up 275. August, 136.67, up $1.60. And October, at 144.02, up $1.15. Feeder cattle for April, 162.40, up 442. May 167.45 up 372. The August contract closed at 180.42 up 335. And September feeders finished up $3.15. That contract closing at 182.92. Lean hog carcass contracts April down 52 at 102.20. May was up 15 at 110.30. June up $1.17 at 119.35. And the July hogs at 118.37. That was up 75. Board of Trade, this activity in Ukraine really uh, has the markets up and down. Yesterday, mostly down because of uh, the uncertainty over there, although there is talk of an agreement. So uh, if that happens, that'll change things. But uh, down yesterday, oil, April crude yesterday, was down another $7.06 to one o two twenty seven a barrel. And you've seen prices here moderate, and uh, that's... Uh, that's a good thing, but they should come down lower. We'll talk about that later on. But corn July overnight down eight at seven ten. The oats down a penny at six oh seven. July soybeans down twenty six at sixteen twenty. And July meal down five seventy a ton at four sixty five forty. The July wheat was up twenty three overnight at ten ninety three. Barrel cheese up two at two oh three. The blocks holding at two nineteen a pound. Butter 
up two and a half at two seventy three and a half. Class three March up a nickel twenty two forty. April up eight at twenty three ninety. May up twelve at twenty four twelve. June up eighteen at twenty four twenty. And July up twenty seven at twenty four seventeen. As uh, we're looking at prices higher out through this coming February. If you're in central Wisconsin looking for Alpharex alfalfa seed, you want to talk to Evan Krasitsky over at Arnett Milling. And uh, first of all, Evan, give us the idea on the map of where Arnett Milling is. We're Century, Wisconsin, located just uh, east of Plover and southeast of uh, Stevens Point, just a couple miles. And how long have you been an Alpharex dealer? For quite a while, I'd say 10 to 15 years for sure right now. Oh, so you've been in there. Well, tell me a little bit more about Arnett Milling. What kind of services you provide? How big a territory do you service over in central Wisconsin? We'll go out 30, 40, 50, 60 miles if we have to. Um, we try to try to do what we can. We, we cover a broad spectrum of everything, um, anywhere from cat food, dog foods, pet foods, bird seed, pig feed. I mean, you, you name it. You name the animal, we have the feed, or if I don't have it here, I'll get it here. And you can custom blend. You betcha, you betcha. And then uh, corn seed and, of course, Alpharex seeds. We do carry their whole line. Um, I stock most of them. Um, if I don't have them here, I can sure get them here, no problem. What have they told you about the, the supply of Alpharex seed for this coming spring? This year, of course, everything seems to be a little different. But uh, as far as alfalfa seeds, the ones that my my biggest sellers... Supply is not an issue at all. It seems as much as I as much as I can get, I, I can get. So, as far as people worried about that, that shouldn't be an issue at all this year. So, oh, that's good to hear. Again, if you're looking for Alpha Rex Alfalfa seed in Central Wisconsin, get over and talk to Evan at Arnett Milling, just east of Plover in Central Wisconsin. You betcha. Thank you very much. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're almost 14 minutes after 5 o'clock this morning, and uh, lots of things going on in agriculture, of course, all over the world. But uh, close to home, up in uh, Price County, around the Phillips area, there was a little concern about, uh, as we get in now to these uh, weight limits and the permits needed to go on some of these roads, that uh, maybe some farmers would be stranded without a way for anybody to pick up their milk. And Jill, you kind of picked up on that, made contact with the folks in Price County what was the concern, and uh, to our knowledge, has been resolved? The concern was with uh, permits that needed to be issued for hauling loads on the roads that, you know, with the spring thaw, you have to make sure that you're doing the right things and get those permits if you're going to haul those heavy loads. So over the weekend, we were made aware of an, ish, an issue, a potential issue with the farmers and Mullins milk haulers were concerned about having the uh, needed permits to keep going over the roads and help picking up the milk. I was in touch with Joe Bratka. He's the commissioner up at Price County. And they worked hand-in-hand hand with Mullins, and they got the permits were issued. So everything is a go, and everything is resolved right now, and milk will be picked up as normal. So no disruptions now. The Mullins trucks are on the road in Price County. They're picking up milk. No disruptions. Everything. They work together hand-in-hand and got everything solved and solved to everyone's benefit. Oh, that's good. Good. Good work following up on that and getting that straightened out. All right. What else is going on? 
So, for the first time since 2015, the highly pathogenic avian flu influenza has been confirmed in a Wisconsin poultry flock. Department of Agriculture, Trade and Protection, Consumer Protection officials say a chicken flock in Jefferson County between Madison and Milwaukee has tested positive for the disease. That means the affected farm will not be able to move those birds and the birds will on the farm will be depopulated and they will not enter the food system. And according to the Center for Disease Control, avian influenza is not an immediate threat to public health and no human cases of the disease have been found in this country. And according to an article on A Connection, farmers in the Ukraine want to start farming. They usually start their field work in February or March and farmers there say they still plan to plant this spring, but only in safe areas. But the country's agriculture ministry said farmers will probably reduce the acres, acres of sunseed, rapeseed, and corn this year, replacing those acres with buckwheat, oats, and millet. Ukrainian ag officials also announced this week that they will ban fertilizer exports because of the Russian invasion, putting further pressure on world's fertilizer and supplies and prices. All right, and... Uh also, coming up on St. Patrick's Day, we talked about Farm Technology Days in Clark County earlier. Sawyer Brown coming for Farm Tech Fest. And again, don't forget that show is July 12th, 13th, and 14th. Then next year, it'll be down in Baraboo. Then 2024, coming back to Chippewa County. And so, really and truly, normally you've got three to four years to prepare for this. But uh, Chippewa County is looking at just a couple of years. But the, the wheels are rolling already, right? Yeah, there's an organizational meeting from on Thursday, like you said, from 11.30 to 12.30. And that is going to be in person at 770 Technology Way in Chippewa Falls. And we were invited. All right, and anybody's invited. Anybody's invited. Anybody that's interested in helping out with Farm Technology Days. They're going to be going over the project updates they're going to begin with their executive committee members and assign a committee chairs along with just the regular committee members. So even if you don't want to be ahead of a committee, come on out and find what it's all about. You bet. There are a lot of opportunities to help out. Chippewa County has put on great farm technology days back in 2004 out at Hilgers and Bloomer. And uh, we know this is going to be a good one. Start with the executive committee, of course, as a, kind of the overseeing committee, and then finding a chair and a vice chair of the executive committee. And then, of course, start uh, looking for host farms. That's how the procedure starts out. And uh, this is the very early stages. So if you want to get involved in Farm Technology Days in Chippewa County, and there's something for everybody, this is not a guy's event or a gal's event or an adult event. Kids, ladies, men, everybody can help out. And, uh, you know, even if it's driving some tractors around uh, hauling trams and hauling people, there's a job or get your group together and uh, a church group or a civic group. Maybe you want to work a food tent, and then you can share in the profits. So there are a lot of opportunities out there as far as Farm Technology Days. But again, this Thursday, and where's that meeting for Chippewa County Farm Tech Days? Where's that meeting going to be? 770 Technology Way in Chippewa Falls. All right. We'll get more of uh, what that address leads you to here. They see which organization is uh, behind that, but we'll talk more about that. Also coming up, as we said... A little conversation today about cover crops. 
Yeah, that's your program, right? That is my program. I had the opportunity to talk to Dr. Abby Wick from North Dakota State University. She works with Extension, and she's big into the cover crop stuff. All right, we'll find out more about that coming up on Wax. We're about 25 now. We'll get 49 today, and again... Fog is thick, at least around here. I think it's not quite so bad out around other areas, but if you're in this area, around Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, it's thick fog right now. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it may be a couple weeks before we know the verdict on our alfalfa fields, our grass, our shrubs, and even our cover crops. How did they weather another Wisconsin winter? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee, the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and not uh, thinking about... The quality of the crop withstanding cover crops have been a major part of conversation in many different conferences across the state. Whether you're advanced in the profession or just getting started, Bob, boy, everybody seems to want to be talking about cover crops one way or the other. They really do because they are gaining popularity and importance and value, as you said, Bob Osold here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And our Jill Wilkie recently had a chance to visit with Dr. Abby Wick, who is with the Extension Service at North Dakota State University. If you remember back years ago, you used to see a haze in the air. That was North Dakota topsoil blowing all the way across Minnesota into Wisconsin. Not anymore, because they've learned the value of cover crops. And as Jill found out from Dr. Abby Wick, these are important and will continue to be important for agriculture. I often get nervous about leaving my state boundaries of North Dakota to go to another state and talk about soil health because the systems are so different. Um, there's a lot of differences in, in our short growing season in North Dakota versus a longer season here. Obviously, the dairy operations here, we don't have a ton of livestock in North Dakota. Um, and then the acreage of the farms is is entirely different. But there are things that are really common and similar in these systems, like the 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 types of farmers that are interested in these practices. You know, I see a lot of commonalities in the way they, they think and the process, you know, the practices they want to try. Um, there's a lot of, of things that we can do with mindset that can be adjusted for soil health practices. Um, and then there's some just basic agronomic considerations that I think we need to talk about. Disease transfer between cover crops and our cash crops. Um, things like pest pressures. You have slugs here, but we have crickets and grasshoppers in North Dakota that we have to deal with. And so there's a lot of things that we're just dealing with in general that I think can can cross over. And, and mainly, I just wanted farmers here to think about some of these things as they're adopting new practices and just consider what it means for their operation. We're here at the Cover Crop Conference. And cover crops are really something that's really on the tips of a lot of people's tongues. And you're the specialist in this. I listened to your presentation and you talked about using it as a tool. So how are cover crops really a tool? Yeah, you know, I think if, if we, if we think of all these things as tools and we think about it as a system, then we're going to come up with good solutions. So, for example, a farmer in North Dakota, they would, you know, they may say, I want to do no-till. And I'd say, okay, well, how about no-till plus cover crops, plus water management, plus ditching and plus rotation. And so thinking of it as a system is really helpful and, and cover crops are just part of that system. Um, so oftentimes, you know, a farmer will say, well, I want to use cover crops to build soil health. And I'll say, okay, what specifically do you want to do? Is it that you want to manage moisture with cover crops? Because we can do that and we can we can decide if it's working or not. Or how do you want to use these, you know, the cover crops as, as an actual tool in your operation that you can see the change and, and maybe decide if it's working or not? 
and the cover crop system. A farmer doesn't have to be all in. If he has a field that's working just fine with what he's doing, but he wants to try something on a different field right next door, is that a possibility? Yeah, I think most farmers, they, they start out with cover crops on a small scale. So they'll pick maybe their worst field uh, where they can see the most improvements. That's what a lot of farmers I work with do. They find the one that's kind of like the the D student, right? I mean, if, if you're looking at, at students, you're in education, so you know this, that, that you don't go in and tutor the A student because they're doing okay. You know, everything there is working, they're doing well. But you find the, the C or D student that might need a little bit of help where you can see that change and that growth. And so with the farmers I work with, I, I just want them to find that field where they have a problem, they can identify that problem, maybe it's only part of the field, and let's try something different to see if it might work and help improve that area. And then if those practices work on those parts of the field where you have issues, then maybe you might apply them to the A student or the better fields just to protect them or to keep them you know, functioning how you want them to, but, but it's not going to be the same across those different parts of the fields and, and, and across the farm. A little bit of thinking outside the box and really catering to each field and each part of the field, which I've been learning a lot about lately. You talked about the mindset of using the cover crops. What is the mindset for using the cover crops? One of the one of the farmers I work with told me this when I when I first started. He said, um, he said if you're going to just try something, it's probably going to fail. He said, but if you change your mindset to I'm going to make this work, he said it might not work the first time and might not work the second time. He goes, but you're going to change it until it does work. And so that's the same thing with cover crops or soil health in general is is starting out somewhere. And deciding what you're going to try first, or sorry, what you're going to make work first. I'm correcting my own words, um, and then and then tweaking it until it fits your system. And then you know, once it finally fits, you might get changes in climatic conditions. Like in North Dakota, we were really wet, and then we got dry, and now we might get wet again. You know, and and so those things are constantly going to shift and be fluid. Um, but if you're going to make it work for your operation, then you're going to stick with it and and try to get the best possible practices being used together uh, to achieve a goal. And in Wisconsin, sometimes. Sometimes farmers struggle to plant that crop inside that cover crop that's still green. Is there a need to spray to kill those cover crops or how does that all work and flow with the Wisconsin weather? Oh man, so it seems uh, this is my first trip to Wisconsin. Um, I'm not sure I know too much about your weather yet, except that it's warmer right now than North Dakota. Um, but I, you know, I, I think that those, those conditions, what I encourage every farmer I work with to do is to go with your gut feeling. And so if they feel like that cover crop is using too much moisture because it's too dry, then terminate it, get rid of it, be done with it. Um, if it's not using enough moisture and they're like, well, maybe I should let it go a little bit longer, then do that. Um, there are certain things you don't need moisture meters. You don't need any of those things to figure out, you know, what you know is right in your gut. And so that's what I have farmers go with is, is what are they comfortable with? Um, a lot of them, even, you know, if we have a long fall and we get really good cover crop growth in the fall, um, some of them will spray it out when it's vegetative, right? They'll, they'll get in there and spray out their oats or their barley or their rye or whatever, you know, well, probably not rye, but, but something like that. They'll spray it early so it stays vegetative and the residue is easier to plant into the next spring. And again, that's Dr. Abby Wick from North Dakota State University. Jill had a chance to talk to her. What, we have a heat wave when she was here from North Dakota? She was talking about it being really warm, and I think we were in the teens when I talked to her. <laughs> So I'm not sure what it was like in North Dakota. Anything to get away from North Dakota. <laughs> Anytime for that matter, unless you're going up there fishing or something. But uh, North Dakota, again, Dr. Abby Wick talking about uh, cover crops here 
in Wisconsin and the importance of uh, cover crops, uh, not only in Wisconsin, but around the country. Almost 29 minutes after 5, we're going to get some news. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 5.30 in the morning. Let's get into the newsroom. Morgan is there this morning, and I'm glad to see you are here because... uh, a little soupy this morning driving in, wasn't it? As my daughter would say, Mama, it's froggy outside. Yes, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. lights on for sure. Absolutely. For a while this morning. Well, I'm glad you made it. What's going on? Absolutely. Those headlines will keep us here. Good morning. What we're learning today starts in the courts and takes us to Stanley, where a judge has given a man the option of jail time or community service for having pictures of a 17-year-old on his phone. 20-year-old J- Thomas Hagar pleaded no contest to misdemeanor sex charges as part of that deal. Prosecutor dismissed felony child pornography charges as they say they found pictures of a 17-year-old girlfriend on his phone during a traffic stop, and one of those was his lock screen. The judge says Hagar can either choose 15 days in jail or 120 hours of community service. Well, something's fishy in the southeastern part of our state. A Wisconsin fish dealer is now looking at a $13,000 fine for selling illegal fish. The State Department of Natural Resources says Ping Lee was found guilty of illegally selling invasive carp. And Wisconsin doesn't allow live bighead, grass, or silver carp in the state. Lee was convicted of selling all three fish. The DNR fears what those carp could do in the state's lakes or Great Lakes if they got into the wild. We go to the state political stage where Attorney General Josh Call has announced a lawsuit alleging Johnson Controls and Tyco Fire Products failed to address PFAS contamination issues in northeastern Wisconsin, something we're hearing more about all the time when it comes to water. We allege that Tyco failed to provide timely notice uh, of the discharge of PFAS even after learning from sampling that uh, that. PFAS contamination had taken place. A call said the pollution affects our groundwater, drinking water, surface water, air, soil. It harms the environment, residents, and the economy. An official with Tyco told Wispolitics.com in an email that the company will vigorously defend the lawsuit. Well, a familiar name to the backyard campus, UW System President Tommy Thompson plans to visit Eau Claire this week. Tomorrow is when he's going to be in our area as community leaders will join there to celebrate the former governor's leadership and service. President Thompson will also help Blue Golds take their first step toward planning that science and health sciences building. That's an over $250 million project. Eventually, it will replace the university's Phillips Hall, which was opened in 1963. And if you're looking for something for the kiddos, maybe they're on spring break and lunch is getting tricky. Well, Kraft Macaroni and Cheese has you covered. This time you just take it out of the freezer and scoop it up. It's one of seven flavors made by Brooklyn-based Van Leeuwen ice cream, and it will be sold at Walmarts across the country. Other flavors in the 10-week cycle include wild blueberry shortcake, royal wedding cake, hot honey, and pizza ice cream. I'm Mark Mayfield. All right. And from here in our local 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy. And now you are up to date on Wax 104.5. I know you uh, have a, a different diet. Yes. But who would buy carp? Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, guy, don't have people, oh, it's good when it's smoked. Carp. Well, there's all these other good kinds of fish around. Why would you buy carp? Bob, you're talking to somebody that had forced lutefisk on my plate for the better part of my childhood, so carp looks like a delicacy in my Norwegian palate. I'd eat lutefisk before I'd eat carp. (laughs) Well, I grew up eating it. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit, so I'm used to lutefisk. Oh, boy, but uh, I I hear that all the time. How? Why would a guy get, you know, thrown in jail for selling? Sell something that's worthwhile selling. 
I'm telling you, there are better eaten fish than carp, yeah, as they say. Sure. Yeah, that there are better ways sure. to spend a Friday night. All right, well, go have some breakfast. Thank you. I appreciate the recipe idea. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there goes Morgan in the newsroom this morning, and we're going to find out what's going on with our weather. We're going to hold a mic next. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And maybe the most important information of the day, and that's our weather information. That's uh, good old Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13 this morning. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. You flatter me. Oh, I can't hardly see it, though. The fog is too thick. Well, I mean, I could hardly see the camera in front of me when I'm outside in the parking lot. Yeah, it is really... How widespread is this fog? Well, it's really stretching from Rusk County down to Tremplo County, so if that gives you any indication... (laughs) So be careful when you head to work or home from third shift or the other farm to do chores. So uh, give us an update on, uh, you know, I can understand why the fog's here with the precipitation and temperatures and all that stuff that happens in the environment. Yes, so we have that calm wind and a little bit of snow melt from yesterday's quick round of snow, so that's what's causing the fog. Now, that'll last through about the mid-morning hours. After that, we will see more sunny conditions and temperatures even warming up into the upper 40s. We may flirt with that 50-degree mark for the first time this year. Don't quite think we'll hit it, but I'm not ruling it out. Otherwise, later on tonight, we'll maintain partly to mostly clear conditions, and our lows looking a little bit like last week's highs because we'll dip into about the mid to upper 30s. Now, tomorrow is going to be picture-perfect day, mostly sunny conditions, temperatures in the mid to upper 50s. Then later on in the afternoon, a cold front moves through, so that'll bring our temperatures down a little bit, but not quite as much as you would think. We'll have mostly cloudy conditions tomorrow night, dipping into the mid-30s. By Thursday, partly sunny conditions, but still into the upper 40s. So while it is a little bit cooler, that is still above average for this time of year. And by Thursday night, mostly cloudy, lows dipping to around the freezing point. Right now, we've got uh, quite a bit of fog out there. Visibility only about a quarter of a mile. Temperature of 26 degrees. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. When do we officially get spring? This weekend, right? Yes, going into Sunday. All right, very good. All right, Bob, you have a great day. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13. So, yeah, be careful of that fog out there. And our weather this morning on on Wax. (laughs) Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 22 minutes before 6 o'clock. And, again, it is foggy out there in just about all of our listening area. But, uh... Be careful. If you are driving, you might be just on the fringe of it's it, or you might be in the middle it. of it. So, again, be careful out there because, again, it is uh, foggy. Where it is foggy, it is very dense fog until about mid-morning. Well, we do have, we're getting back to normal, quote-unquote, whatever that is, as far as meetings and activities. Jill, what are some of the, the things? we got some deadlines. we got some meetings coming up. Get us caught up here on a few dates. Uh, USDA's Risk Management Agency has their cover crop program, and that as a deadline is today. So if you're looking into the cover crop stuff, make sure you get your information in today. And the Commodity Safety Net Programs for Agriculture Producers, that is also due today. That's under the USDA, so research that, get that in. The PDP Business Conference is the 16th and 17th. I think we're traveling down there tomorrow, yep. correct? PDPW, Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin, down at uh, 
Kalahari oh. Resorts in Wisconsin Dells. Yeah, and uh, bring a map because that place is so big you get lost going to the bathroom, I'll tell you. That's a huge facility, but uh, that'll be a, another big two-day meeting for professional dairy farmers of Wisconsin. Always a, a great program, bringing in speakers from all over the country on various topics having to do directly with dairy or indirectly. I mean, it's a, a lot of things to take in and Bring more than one person from the dairy because you can go to one, they can go to other ones. So lots of things happening down there tomorrow and on St. Patrick's Day. What else? So when, uh, on Wednesday, the Alcivia Beef Producers is going to have another seminar, and that is in Baldwin at the Phoenix Grill and Event Center. And same topics as the one you were at in Osseo? Same topics. It says RSVP, but if I think if you'd RSVP pretty quick, you'd be able to get in there. And it was very informative what I went to. I was very pleased. It was um, the marketing part of it is something that I need to work on with my business. And they had some really good tips. And so that's where in Baldwin and when? What time of the day is it? It starts at 6 o'clock. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And that's at the Phoenix Grill and Event Center in Baldwin. And who do they RSVP to? Do they tell you that if you want to get a last-minute reservation in for that meeting? Because I, I think they're going to serve a little food, aren't they? They are. You can RSVP to your local animal nutritionist specialist or to the Menominee Mill. All right. So that's coming up in Baldwin. So what did they serve you, a chicken sandwich or pulled pork? <laughs> we had burgers. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you'd catch on to that. <laughs> All right. She's sharp. She's sharp. 19 minutes before 6 o'clock. And we've got markets to get to and uh, more news. Busy, busy Tuesday morning here at Wax, and again, very foggy out there, so be careful. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 17 minutes before 6, 26 degrees, and very foggy out there, so slow down and take your time. Let's hear what Scott Herman had to say from Sparta. Slaughter cow market was steady to strong today with 20% of the cows 70 to 86 60% 60% of the cows brought 55 to 69, and 20% brought 49 and down. The organic cows were strong, with most of the better organic cows, 110 to 124. The thin, small cows, 70 to 110. The organic steers and heifers were 124 to 125. Slaughter bulls were steady, with the high-yielding bulls, 90 to 106. Canner and utility bulls, 89 and down. Fed cattle were steady today with no test on the beef cattle. Choice overnight beef steers and heifers, 130 to 140 with no test. Your select to choice beef steers and heifers, 120 to 130 with no test. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 115 to 128 with no test. Your choice overnight Holstein steers, 123 to 126. Your choice Holstein steers, 110 to 122. And a standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers 109 and down. Replacement calves were steady with the top Holstein bull calves 70 to 140, your Holstein heifer calves 10 to 50, and the beef calves 150 to 335. Just a reminder this Thursday, March 17th, will be our next dairy feeder sale with dairy starting at noon, followed by feeders at 1230. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report. For Monday, March 14th. Have a great day. Agriculture. 
It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we got more markets. 14 minutes before 6 o'clock. Let's head on over to the Equity Stratford Sale Bar. And Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Well, did you get white yesterday over in central Wisconsin, Jerry? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you and Jill. Yes, we did. It started raining. It started started snowing about uh, uh, 10.30, quarter 11, and pretty much kept it all up till about... uh, Oh, four thirty, five o'clock. So we got probably, I would say, unofficially four inches. Right. Uh, a few, few places in uh, eastern Marathon County, I think you could probably get some reports, five, six inches. So yeah, pretty, very heavy, wet stuff. And uh, so the kids got home from school. They, I'm sure they were out there building snowmen, all kinds of stuff yesterday. Ah, great <laughs> snow for snowball fights. That's what we used to like. Man, oh man, we used to have fun with that. But anyway, it's going to melt. Good moisture. How was the? Didn't stop the sale, did it? Yesterday, how did it go? Oh no, we had a sale yesterday here at Equity Stratford. We'll tell the folks all about that. Bob, thank you, and very good morning to everyone. Uh, market auction yesterday here at Equity Stratford. Cow market continues to be fully steady. Good demand in the cows. High yielding, fleshy Holstein cows yesterday, selling from. 75 up to 85 and a half. Uh, most of the cows yesterday, uh, the bulkier cows, selling from 60 to 74. Thinner cows, like carcass cows, below 60. On the bull trade to open the week, better quality bulls are mostly from 85 to 105. Bulls below 80. Market yesterday continued good demand on the bull calves. They're weighing 90 to 130 pounds. Quality bull calves selling from 100 up to a top of 190. Uh, still pretty limited demand on the heifer calves, 40 dollars and below. Very strong demand on these beef calves, 175 to 375. A lot of fancy black calves from 375 up to 415. And uh, we'll have updates on the fed cattle market a little later on the week. But we do have uh, talk about the sale today. We've got a busy uh, auction schedule here today at Equity Stratford. We get started this morning, 10 o'clock. Hay and straw sale. Again, folks, we do have lots and lots of hay. Also have a, a consignment of square bales of oat straw, but we've got small squares of hay, of hay round bales, uh, large squares, just a very good selection of hay. If you're looking for second crop, third crop, first crop, we have it. So again, that'll be at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, we've got a nice lineup of dairy cattle for the auction today, including a complete milking herd dispersal, 40 Holstein cows. Um, the owner is retiring from dairying. So these cows are a good these cows are springing right up here, due for calving here in April, May, and June. So a good opportunity to buy some springing cows there. Also, we do have another uh, consignment of Jersey Holstein, Jersey Holstein cross cows. Uh, most of those cows are just in their first and second lactation. So a good opportunity to buy some cows today. We'll have cows for everybody's budget. So, again, that'll be at 11 o'clock for our dairy sale. Market auction to follow. We do sell organic market cows here on Tuesday also. And just a reminder, our next feeder cattle sale will be tomorrow. Well, at the end of the week, it uh, will be the annual district meeting for Equity Stratford, Country Air Ballroom in Stratford. So just a lot of stuff going on this week, Bob, but uh, just before I leave, folks, it's very foggy. Drive careful, take your time, put your headlights on, and maybe by uh, a little later this morning, this stuff will uh, dissipate. But it's pretty thick right now, and uh, some of the side roads, I suppose, are going to be a little slippery, too, because it freeze last night, but if it gets in the 40s, it's going to be pretty well gone by tomorrow. Absolute dissipate. That's a pretty big word. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> I must have heard it from you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Must have been your wife. I don't use that word. I just said it's all gone. All right. Okay, yeah. We'll talk to you in the morning. 
Sounds good, Tom. You have a do- have a good day. All right, there he goes. The, the linguist doing his markets this morning on Wax, Jerry Fitzgerald. But again, 10 minutes before the hour, it is foggy out there, and uh, we've got 25, 26. It'll get about 49. Some folks will probably see 50 today, and it'll be partly sunny, so that fog will burn off. But uh, still, use your headlights, not so you can see, but so you can be seen. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, once again, uh, it's foggy out there. 25, 26 degrees around here right about now. We'll get about 49, 48. Some folks, I'm sure, will see 50, so that snow's not going to last very long. Let's get over to Terrain Livestock in Thorpe. Michelle is with us, better known as the Thorpe Snow Bunny. So did you have fun out playing in the snow yesterday? Good morning, Bob. No, actually, I did not. This is where I have a, an extreme love-hate relationship with Mother Nature. So, yeah, no. You didn't have fun and enjoy that snow, throw snowballs. You should have put a whole bunch of snowballs together, and then when the guys came in to buy, you should have pelted them with snowballs last night. Do you, do you understand how well I can throw something? It well, does not. I mean, I can throw, like, a football, but... You know, I don't know. I can throw, this is the weirdest thing. I can throw a football real accurately, but when it comes to a snowball or a baseball, I think I think too much, and then I'm just way off. So oh, that man. would probably not work. Well, I got to not think get about one it. Of them, get one of them pitching machines and then uh, throw it about 100 miles an hour <laughs> yeah. at those guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. How much snow do you I figure think I you tried got? too hard. How much did you get over there? Mm. Two, three inches? Yeah, I would say. I mean, it's just so yeah, it's so slushy, yucky. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely say three for sure. All right. Well, mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be gone by the time it gets daybreak today. I think pretty much with the weather warming I up. Can I can hardly wait. Have you looked outside? Have you looked outside yet? No, I haven't. But I came home in the fog last night. Okay. I mean, yeah. not that I'm going long, but yeah, it's yeah. yucky. So, yeah. And it's so just yeah. Two three o'clock I, this morning. Two three o'clock this morning. There was plenty of fog out there. Huh? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, more like, like, you know, 9.30, oh, 10 o'clock oh, last I, night. Yeah. I thought maybe you closed a few operations down, but evidently no, not. No, no, not no. last night. All, no. right. All right. Well, you Sorry, should be Charlie. in uh, good fettle to tell us what happened at the sale last night then. I will do that. Thank you about summing up the sale from Monday, March 14th at Tureen Livestock Market. In the Slavica Market, we tapped at 84 and a half with the consignment by B&D Farms of Greenwood. 84% of the cows, so from 64 and above. Market cows were 74 to 84. Low-yielding cows, 64 to 73. Thin and weak cows, 62 and lower. And the Holstein steer market choice and prime, 118 to 128. Selects were 116 and down. For beef type steers and heifers, choice 120 to 134. Selects for 118 and down. In the bull market, high yielding beef types came in at 80 to a dollar one, with the utilities at 78 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves so from 100 to 210 dollars per head. We tapped at 214 with the consignment by Robert Shaffer of Kadat. Lighter and lower quality calves 30 dollars per head and down. Holstein heifer calves were 10 to 25 dollars per head. Beef calf calves 90 to 320 per head. Our next sale will be tomorrow, Wednesday, March 16th. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. For tomorrow's sale, we have a consignment of 26 Black Angus feeders. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tlmthorpe.com. For all the Citroen Livestock, your family owned an operating market. Have a great day. You have a great day, too, and enjoy this weather as it warms up. I'm looking forward to it. I know you are, and we'll talk to you in warmer temperatures. Have a good one. You too. Take care. There she goes. That's Michelle at Treen Livestock, and of course, there in Thorpe. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at the rest of our markets, courtesy of the folks at Synergy Cooperative. Board of Trade, uh, again, with this Ukraine situation, it's hard to get a handle on the, on these prices because uh, with the world supply situation and channels, are they open? What's going on in Ukraine? Are they exporting? Are they not? Down yesterday, but July corn overnight was down a little more, down eight cents. July corn this morning at seven ten. Oats at six oh seven. July soybeans down twenty six overnight, sixteen twenty. Meal down five seventy a ton at four sixty five forty. Wheat did go up twenty three cents on the July contract, ten ninety three. By the way, oil oil April crude down over seven dollars yesterday. Hopefully that'll help. Barrel cheese up two cents at two oh three. The blocks unchanged two nineteen. Butter up two and a half at two seventy three and a half. March class three up a nickel at twenty two forty. April up eight at twenty three ninety. May twenty four twelve. That's up twelve. June twenty four twenty up eighteen. July up twenty seven at twenty four seventeen. Country elevator prices. Doomer's Grain of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia. Corn is at six fifty five and soybeans are at fifteen sixty two. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville locations. Corn is at six fifty six and beans are at six fifteen sixty two. And on our DTN screen, Golden Plump, Arcadia Corn today, six forty four. At uh, Baldwin, corn is six forty nine, beans fifteen fifty five. Elmwood and Fall Creek also at six forty nine and fifteen fifty five. Duran, the corn is six forty seven with the beans at fifteen fifty five. Mondovi six fifty one and fifteen fifty five. And at Osseo, corn six fifty four. Beans fifteen fifty five. Stevens Point soybeans fifteen thirty three at ADM. Elk Mound six forty five on the corn fifteen sixty two on the beans. Sparta six sixty three and fifteen fifty eight. Ellsworth six forty four and fifteen forty at the Boyceville Ethanol Plant. Corn is six seventy four. Barrel cheese up two at two o three. The blocks unchanged two nineteen. Butter up two and a half two seventy three and a half. March class three up a nickel at twenty two forty. April up eight at twenty three ninety. May up twelve at twenty four twelve. June is up eighteen at twenty four twenty, and July up twenty seven.